Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me again today as we look at the Word to see what the Most High God has to say to us. We have been looking of late in the book of Galatians, uh, which is just a marvelous, marvelous foundational book of understanding the faith in which we live, breathe, and have our very being. As a matter of fact, it is the book of liberty and the book of freedom. And we've been seeing that develop over the first chapter and a half that we've examined. We're going to see more and more detail about this and also understand the fact that is such a word for us today, folks. Even churches that uh, believe that we are functioning in freedom and have liberty, when we start examining things, we find out that it's, we're just half a step away from uh, adopting the laws of man rather than walking within the liberty and the freedom of the Most High God. And I think that's one reason that the, uh, uh, the kingdom of God, at least in the Western church, is so uh, impotent and so powerless is because we trust in the strategies of man rather than trusting in the freedom and the liberty of the Most High God. So we're going to pick up in Galatians again. Let me just remind you where we were last time together. Uh, Peter and Barnabas and Titus had met with James and uh, uh, Cephas and Paul and John. They'd all met together and in Jerusalem. And they had extended the right hand of fellowship. And so you have Paul, Barnabas, and Titus extended the right hand of fellowship from James, Peter, and John. They did ask one thing of them when they sent them out. They said, y'all go ahead and present the gospel like you've been doing to the Gentiles, and we'll keep ministering to the circumcised. But in verse 10, it said this, they only ask us to remember the poor, the very thing I was also eager to do. That's what Paul said. He said, I wanted to remember the poor. I wanted to take care of the poor, and they asked us to do that. And so when you see this, you say, well, that, that, that seemed to end well, that little thing, and what's the point, what's the purpose? Well, remember from the first chapter how I kept reiterating that there were things that were being said about Paul by the people that were bringing in the different gospel within the regions of the Galatian churches. They were bringing in this different gospel, and it was a different gospel of law. The way we would express it today would be Jesus plus, Jesus plus anything else. In this case, it was Jesus plus circumcision. And when they were bringing this teaching in, they were teaching that, but they were also undermining Paul. They were also saying things about Paul. And so we can uh, uh, glean rather strongly from the first and second chapter the various type of things that were being said about him. You know, that he was trying to ingratiate himself to uh, the powers that be in Jerusalem, that he was saying this kind of stuff to the people in Galatia where they would like him, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, in verse 11 of chapter 2, Paul moves on in his account. He says in the first part of chapter 2, okay, we went to Jerusalem 14 years after I was saved, and here's what happened. And then, <coughs> excuse me, in verse 11, he says this, but when Cephas, and that's Peter, but when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. Well, what in the world is that? Because, you know, two verses before he's saying, hey, we've received the right hand of fellowship from them. They've sent us out saying, hey, yeah, y'all go do it. But now he's saying when he came to Antioch, which is where Paul lived, when he came here, that he stood before him, opposed him face to face. 
Well, he tells us what happens, okay? Verse 12. Now, the reason I think that Paul is doing this is he's letting uh, the Galatians know, but he's also letting the Judaizers, he's letting those who had snuck into this church, some of them actually saved, but they were just ignorant of what they were doing. Others were false brethren. They weren't saved. He's speaking to them also. See, they would have read this letter too. So in verse 12, he says this, For prior to the coming of certain men from James, he, and that he is uh, Cephas, is Peter, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to withdraw and hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. So here's what he's saying. When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face. And here's why I opposed him, because he stood condemned. Why did he stand condemned? Because he used to realize, yes, I have freedom, I have liberty. He would eat with the Gentiles. And if you remember, Peter was the one that received a vision from God, and God sent him to Cornelius uh, in Acts. And that's the first account that we have where the gospel was presented to the Gentiles. That happened to Peter. And it had to do with eating and that kind of stuff. Remember, Peter said, I've never eaten anything that was unclean. You know? And God said, hey, what I've made, don't you call unclean. But here he would eat with the Gentiles. But when a group of men came from James, and that's referring to coming from the church in Jerusalem. I don't think that they were sent forth from James for this point and for this purpose. They might have had letters from James and things like that. But they weren't sent uh, with the mm -hmm. evil intent. But when they came up from Jerusalem, he began to withdraw himself and hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. In other words, he was remaining aloof from the Gentiles. He wasn't eating with the Gentiles anymore. He wasn't hanging out with the Gentiles. He's hanging out with the cool dudes that are in town here from Jerusalem. Now, there's nothing wrong with uh, hanging out with the people that are guests. Don't hear me wrong on that. But what he was doing, it says that he feared the party of the circumcision. He feared the Jews. And this is not necessarily uh, converted Jews, okay? This right here, since it was from James, these people were from the church in Jerusalem, the true church in Jerusalem. But Peter feared the Jewish believers. He was walking in fear rather than in faith. And the way that it manifests himself is that he withdrew and he became aloof from them. I suspect there might have been even more to it because of what happens next and the outcome of it. But I tell you what, folks, this is something that we need to be really careful of. I see it all the time within the body of Christ. Uh, from my particular background, somebody will appear and they'll come from Montgomery or they'll come from Nashville and people act entirely differently. <coughs> they put on a show, they act the way they that they think somebody expects them to behave. And it's like, well, the powers that be have spoken. And let me tell you what, it really impacts the body of Christ and the local church. I know of churches, I could tell you stories, as they say, but I won't, uh, to where they give greater heed to what comes out of Montgomery, what comes out of Nashville, what comes out of Birmingham, if you're other faiths and beliefs, whatever, other denominations, than they do the spirit of the Most High God. You want to see what type of impact this had? Let me read the next verse. This will be all we have time for today. So here's verse 12. It said, Prior to the coming of certain men from James, Peter used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to withdraw and hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. 
the rest of the Jews joined in him in hypocrisy, with the result that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. This was the degree that this impacted them. When Peter started remaining aloof like this, when he started hanging out with them more and not eating with the Gentiles, when he started doing whatever he did during this visit, it so impacted the Jews that even Barnabas got caught up in it. Now, what we're going to see the next time together is that God will call forth somebody to speak forth the truth and to stand firm in the truth. Obviously, it's going to be Paul because he's already said that he opposed him. Here's the question I got for us. Are we going to stand forth in the truth in like manner? Okay. It's easy when it's really obvious and we don't know what the situation is. It's harder to stand for that truth when it is your family of faith. Okay. When it's your physical family, when it's your friends. Okay. But we must stand and we must stand firm. We must speak forth. We must address the sin. In this case right here, it was the hypocrisy. Uh, we'll get into more detail as to why Paul did it, but it had to do with what was happening with that church in Galatia, okay? In the meantime, take this before the Lord. Ask Him, are there things that I'm doing that are hypocritical? Am I saying one thing and living another way? He'll reveal it to you. If you repent and confess, He'll forgive you, and boy, will you be set free. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.